This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything egg. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, and it's brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. And the UFA Cooperative, now open in Yorkton and Weyburn. UFA is the exclusive distributor of Diesel X Gold premium fuel that improves power and saves you money. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, seeding in Saskatchewan is virtually done around the province. We'll have a look at today's crop report. The Canadian Canola Growers Association is again encouraging producers to apply for a cash advance, and some lobbying work is being done in Ottawa by the CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRN Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Municipal Hail Insurance, crop insurance at cost. See municipalhail.ca. We're pretty close to 100% for seeding in Saskatchewan. The latest crop report today indicates 96% of the 2023 crop is in the ground, up from 89% last week, and just behind the five-year average of 97%, so pretty much caught up. Crop specialist Sarah Tetlin says each region is getting closer to wrapping up. So when we look at the regional breakdown of seeding in the province, the West Central region is virtually done seeding at 99% done. Um, seeding completion is 98% in both the Northeast and Northwest regions. It's at 96% in the Southwest and then 94% in the East Central and Southeast parts of the province. She says rain was widespread this past week and while it's welcome, to keep the moisture conditions good, it did delay some producers to finish up seeding. In general, most farmers were happy with the rainfall. It's still dry in some parts of the province, particularly in the western regions. So that rain was happy news for most people. We did see some localized flooding, though, with a lot of that rain coming as heavy rainstorms. So when we look at different parts of the province and what uh, different towns and RMs received. Um, there was 64 millimeters of rain uh, in the Glen Avon region, 53 millimeters in Mossbank, 45 in Ryan, 34 in Garrick, and then 11 millimeters in the Mayfair, Mayfair area. The rain did improve moisture conditions. Cropland topsoil moisture is rated at 7% surplus, 78% adequate, 14% short, and 1% very short. Hay and pasture land topsoil moisture is rated as 5% surplus, 75% adequate, 17% short, and 3% very short. Tetlin says the heat and moisture combination have aided crop development. So when we look at staging in particular of certain crops, uh, 31% of the fall cereals are reported as being in the jointing stage, 26% in the shot blade stage, and then 12% are heading out. When we look at the spring cereals, 46% of them are emerging and 40% of them are in the tillering stage. When we're looking at canola and mustard in the province, 42% are emerging and 42% are in the seedling stage. 
And then when we look at flax, uh, 34% of the flax is in the seedling stage as well. Um, when we look at how the pulse crops are growing out there, 49% are emerging, and then 43% are in the vegetative stage. So overall, crops are looking pretty good throughout the province. She says there has been reports of various crop damage this past week. Farmers are still reporting in some areas really dry conditionings affecting the crops, um, but there also has been widespread rainstorms throughout the province as well. So this has resulted in localized flooding, especially in the low spots in the field. There has been reports of hail as well as wind damage. Tetlin went on to say there are also reports of insect damage caused by grasshoppers and flea beetles, as well as gophers. The full crop report can be found online at saskatchewan.ca slash crop report. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca Needing extra cash for crop inputs or other agricultural needs? The Canadian Canola Growers Association has that covered with the Advanced Payments Program Cash Advance. Dave Gallant, the Director of Finance and APP Operations at the Canadian Canola Growers Association, says there has been a big change recently. So the Cash Advance Program gives farmers access to funds for their inventory prior to selling it. Uh, it's low interest financing. The big change that's happened this year is the minister has changed the interest-free component from $100,000 to $350,000 this year. So the first $350,000 farmers take out under the program is interest-free, paid for by the federal government. The remaining $650,000 is at prime minus three-quarters of a percent from CCGA. So that gives farmers access up to a million dollars of financing for their inventory and over 50 different products with CCGA. No fees. And the program is especially made for farmers because they only repay as they sell. There's no monthly payments required. And why would a farmer want to take out a cash advance? Are there cost savings or benefits to their marketing plans? Well, there are both cost savings and benefits to their marketing plans. Right now in the current interest rate environment, even at prime minus three quarters of a percent, farmers save a significant amount of money. So to give you a concrete example, a farmer who uses a $500,000 cash advance, the first three fifty dollars is free. The next $150,000 is at 5.95%, that's prime minus three quarters, meaning the farmer is going to pay just over $8,900 of interest this year for that advance. If they're borrowing at the bank or credit union at prime, they're going to save $25,000. So the more they borrow under the program or the higher their interest rate is with their financer, the more they're going to save. And those savings could amount to over thirty-five dollars to $40,000. So Definitely a huge cost savings for farmers today, uh, especially with the 350 interest free. And from a marketing plan perspective, what it does for a farmer, especially in the fall, is that they now have access to funds as they put their inventory in the bin. And that allows them to then not have to sell right off the combine, but actually price their product forward into the future, which is typically a higher value, which means they can maximize the profit on their, on their product. And as well for livestock, they can sell when it makes sense to sell as opposed to sell just because they need cash flow. And spring is here, so producers are out and about in the fields. Is this a good time to apply? 
excellent time to apply. We've got almost 5,000 advances already in process uh, with CCGA today. So a lot of farmers are using the funds to help put this year's crop in the ground, cover the bills for such things as seeds, fertilizer, fuel, staffing. Uh, our livestock producers are using it to help pay those bills that are required as they raise those animals and feed those animals. So it's definitely a great time to apply, but farmers can apply any time of the year. So they can apply now for what they're growing. Farmers can apply in the fall once they've harvested. And of course, livestock producers can apply anytime they've got those animals. So how long does it take to apply and until a farmer receives their advance? How long does that take? So we turn our advances around in about three to five business days during peak times that might drift a little higher than that. But a new customer phoning us at our 1-800 number will be able to talk to one of our staff and be able to get their application mailed to them in about... 20 minutes after the phone call, uh, and that will allow them to then finish completing it, provide any forms that need to be provided, signatures, etc. And uh, so that's one 745 2256 And once you're an existing customer, we have a secure website. Farmers can do it on their own 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, and submit the application online. It takes minutes to complete. Sounds pretty easy to get a cash advance. And what other kinds of things does the organization do to make applying easier for farmers? Well, we've been around for 40 years. It'll be our 40th year next year. And we've got a dedicated contact center team. So we return our phone calls every day. We're answering the phones every day. There's, there's limited wait times. We have experienced staff who know the answers to all the questions, regardless of your type of operation, so that we can help you complete the process quickly and get those funds in your hands so that we can help you succeed. And I'm, I'm really pleased to say that our customer satisfaction level is well above 95% in terms of people who come back to us year in, year out to get their advanced needs met. That's Dave Gallant, the Director of Finance and APP Operations at the Canadian Canola Growers Association, talking about the Advanced Payments Program Cash Advance. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Now today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. A new report says that Canada's agricultural land is under pressure to produce more food as demand grows domestically and internationally, while the industry grapples with limited resources and environmental constraints. The report by the Canadian Agri-Food Policy Institute, released today, looks at the pressures on Canada's agricultural land to produce more food while also mitigating and adapting to the effects of climate change. The report says while technology and agricultural practices can intensify the use of cropland, producing more food on the same amount of land the sector also needs to consider its environmental impact. However, it says that some of the practices used to reduce emissions and sequester carbon in agriculture can also improve production output on existing farmland, such as precision agriculture and no-till practices. Ottawa has announced that Manila, Philippines will be the home of its new Indo-Pacific Agriculture and Agri-Food Office. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bibot made the announcement while meeting with the Canadian Agri-Food Trade Alliance yesterday. The office is a joint venture between Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada and the Canadian Food Inspection Agency. Establishing a headquarters in the region is part of Canada's Indo-Pacific strategy designed to strengthen partnerships, advance technical cooperation, 
support Canadian exporters in finding new business opportunities, and help position Canada as a preferred supplier in the region. In 2022, Canada's agriculture and agri-food exports to the Indo-Pacific region totaled $21.8 billion. During the 2018-2022 period, agriculture and agri-food exports to the region expanded by nearly 7%, while imports from the region have grown by nearly 9%. After being in a steady decline over the past month, the ice futures canola market was on the rise for the week ended yesterday. The July canola contract closed yesterday at $670.30 per metric ton, an increase of $20.70 from the week before. Meanwhile, the November canola contract rose $22.60 per metric ton over the past week to close at $647.40. Jerry Clausen of Winnipeg-based Resilient Commodity Analysis laid out the reasons for canola's week-long rally, one of which was funds closing out their short positions on the oilseed. He also cited a projected major drop in Australian canola production this year as another factor providing support. But he says the main focus is what type of weather will show up for Western Canada. The Canadian bison industry has been through some difficult times during the last few years, but is now emerging from those doldrums, according to Manitoba Bison Association President Robert Johnson. He says between the two drought years and the COVID-19 pandemic, then high feed prices, the last two years have been pretty bad for bison prices. Johnson points to the hard work the commercial marketers have undertaken to help overcome those tough years. He says they not only promote the meat, but also the environmental and sustainable aspects of the bison industry. Johnson says everyone is more and more aware that there's bison raised in North America, and the meat is a lot more readily available than it has ever been. He notes that most of the major supermarket chains in the country carry bison products. The onset of India's annual southwest monsoon, which is vital to the country's agricultural production, is expected to hit the southern state of Kerala within the next 48 hours. That's according to an update from the India Meteorological Department. The persistence of westerly winds over the Arabian Sea, the increased depth of those westerly winds to the middle of tropospheric levels, and increased cloudiness in key areas were behind the forecast. The southwest monsoon typically runs from June 1st through September, as it advances northward and accounts for about 70% of India's seasonal rainfall. The late start this year may delay the planting of some Karif season crops, with India also forecasting below-average rains for June. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, there is a severe thunderstorm watch in effect for Regina and parts of eastern Saskatchewan. 
Partly cloudy with a 30% chance of showers and a risk of a severe thunderstorm. Winds from the northeast at 20 kilometers an hour, high of 29 degrees, but with the humidex, it'll feel more like 34. Tonight, partly cloudy and a 30% chance of showers early this evening and a risk of a thunderstorm again. Then it'll be clearing up, low 15 degrees. Tomorrow, sunshine in the morning and early in the afternoon before it turns partly cloudy, looking at a 30% chance of showers in the afternoon and a thunderstorm in the afternoon. Winds out of the east at 20 kilometers an hour, high of 28 with the humidex 30 degrees. Tomorrow's, tomorrow's low is 13. Saturday sunshine, high of 25, the low 10. Sunday sunshine, high of 26, the low 12. Monday sunny, high of 27, low 15. Tuesday, again sunny, high of 31, the low 16. And Wednesday, sunshine and a high of 28. Normal highs for this period are 23, and the normal low is 9. Sun rose at 448, and the sun will set at 907 tonight. Looking around the province, Estevan is at 27, Swift Current and Weyburn 26, Saskatoon 28, and Yorkton 23. The hot spot in Saskatchewan is in Hudson Bay at 28, cold spot is at Stony Rapids at 13. In Regina, mostly cloudy sky, winds from the northwest at 9 kilometers an hour, humidity at 69%, temperature 25 degrees, that's 76 Fahrenheit, and the barometric pressure is at 101.5 and falling. Down the road in Moose Jaw, cloudy sky, north wind at 8, temperature 25 degrees. Once again in Regina, mostly cloudy, northwest wind at 9, temperature 25. We'll take a break. We'll be back right after this. Saskatchewan's leading farm and ranch real estate brokerage is Shepherd Realty in Regina. Shepherd Realty has just listed for sale six quarters of farmland near Maple Creek and two quarters of farmland near Mydale. To learn more about these listings, see the team at Shepherd Realty in Regina today. And if you're considering selling your farm or ranch property, get the ball rolling by contacting Shepherd Realty in Regina. 352-1866. ShepherdRealty.ca you're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. The CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association is in the nation's capital this week, focused on two pieces of federal legislation. Grant McClellan says one of the bills is C-282, a private member's bill that he says makes it illegal for the federal government to discuss supply-managed sectors during trade negotiations. The other is C-234, which is an exemption of grain drying from the carbon tax. McClellan says they don't want Bill 282 to pass, arguing it's bad trade policy and bad for the livestock sector. However, they do want Bill 234 to pass. Really, in terms of the meetings that we've had so far, and uh, that includes some senators and MPs from Alberta and Saskatchewan, as well as some maritime provinces, but really it seems like, at, uh, certainly at the Senate level, there's a good grasp of the issues, uh, good support for the positions that we have put forward. I think everyone is kind of of the same mind in particular when it comes to supporting our agriculture sector. 
Bill 234 seems we're very hopeful and every meeting that we've had so far is very supportive of moving that bill forward. There's some procedural issues or challenges sometimes uh, with parliamentary legislation, but it, we're very hopeful that that is expedited as soon as possible. And uh, yeah, and our position on 282 has really been reflected in the meetings that we've had so far. So we're very pleased with that. Bill 282 is currently at third reading in the House of Commons, while Bill 234 is in the Senate being debated at second reading. McClellan is confident Bill 234 will eventually get passed. You never really know, and there's also the risk that the government prorogues Parliament. And so that's really why we're hopeful that 234 will get done, whether it will or not. There's always backroom deals in particular with uh, these types of political uh, issues and discussions. And so things could move more quickly, and we hope they do on 234. And like I said, that's part of the reason we're here, uh, to push our uh, decision makers to make that decision quickly. Because if the House rises for the summer, that means the bills won't be revisited until the fall. But if they prorogue, or in the case of an election, those bills could fall off the order paper entirely. And that would be a serious loss for uh, farmers and ranchers, especially as we move into the summer months and another harvest will be underway and another fall run. And we'd like to see the carbon tax exemption in place before that. But certainly there'd be no love lost if Bill 282 happened to not go forward. Should the carbon tax exemption pass, McClellan says it will provide relief for producers. Well, certainly the cost of uh, inputs and profitability is front of mind for our livestock producers, right? Their margins are thin. Even in the face of high cattle prices, it's those other costs that have been added on over the years, including the carbon tax, that is really hitting their bottom line. And so certainly that exemption would be welcome news in this expensive kind of input world that our producers are tied to. Grant McClellan is the CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, who is in Ottawa this week. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Many farmers are a little leery about ongoing discussions between Bungie and Viterra regarding a possible merger, and they're not the only ones. The Grain Services Union is also expressing concern. The GSU had about 600 members employed in Viterra in Saskatchewan, many of them in Regina, where the head office is located. Steve Torgerson, the GSU General Secretary, says mergers are often viewed from the shareholders' perspective, not those directly affected. Synergies themselves are not bad. Doing things better and doing things you know, efficiently isn't inherently bad. I guess when you are doing it at the cost of, of employees and of services, that's, that's where we have concerns. And so if you're looking at uh, merging two companies together that do similar things, you're looking at job loss. And sometimes it's significant job loss, depending on, on where the move happens. But the other worries you're also looking at sort of, um, you know, the competition in the grain handling market is, is narrow. There's not a lot of competitors in, in Canada. And so, you know, with Bungie owning uh, a portion of G3 and then uh, with a potential merger, that really does have a, have a concern over market share and competition. And so it really is a twofold worrying about the workers 
that potentially would have jobs moved to another country or elsewhere when they're able to do great work here in the in the prairies and as well the competition for bringing in crop is is something to be concerned about. Torgerson went on to say the Competition Bureau would likely be looking at among other things the stake Bungie has in G3. They would also look at you know the potential divestiture of some sites. So they would probably be looking first of all at what um, just a straight merger would look like and then would want to consider what kind of controlling interest Bungie has in, like I said, in G3 or other entities. So they would be looking at that and I think they should be looking and I think they have in the past been looking at where jobs and where head offices are. And I know provincially and and federally, there is a a big push uh, of governments of all stripe to, to realize that having head offices of corporations in Canada um, and having them in Saskatchewan uh, for the provincial government is of value and it is something that is worth considering and it's something that should be considered when mergers and acquisitions of this scope take effect. A couple of weeks ago it was reported that Bungie and Viterra are in the midst of negotiations for a potential merger. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices at Viterra were mostly up in early trading. Feed barley is up $5 to $335.61. Canola is down $0.70 cents at $662.92. Oats is up $5 to $225.32. Yellow peas is down $3.67 at $369.99. Number one red spring wheat is up $7.10 to $361.55. Rest were unchanged. Durham, $396.61. Chickpeas, $1036.17. Flax, $541.98. Lentils, $743.48. And feed wheat, $270.97. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for July is up 18 and one quarter cents at $8.12 and one quarter cents a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now, the Livestock Quotes. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Mark Report for the week of June the 7th. Decent sized sale here with 450 cows and bulls. 250 feeders. We had 10 cow cap pairs, a total of 720 for the day. Cows and bulls selling three to five lower. D1, D2 cows, 142 to 152. Sales to 163, 164. D3 cows, 132 to 142. Cows that have lumps and bumps and weaker cows, 85 to 95. Cows are averaging 146. From the Punishai area, 1,700 pound cows sold for 165.75. Good bulls, 153 to 163, sales to 177, right to 180. Bulls are averaging 164. From the left stock area, 2,200-pound bulls topped out at 183.50. On to the feeder market. Just a regular sale from now on. This feeder market continues to be very strong and active. Four to 500-pound steers, 395 to 414. Five to 600-pound steers, 370 to $4. Six to 700-pound steers, 350 to 370. On the heifers, four to five hundred pound heifers, three twenty five to three forty five, five to sixes, three oh five to three twenty two, six to seven hundred pound heifers, two seventy five to three oh three, and seven to eight hundred pound heifers, two sixty to two eighty. Highlight of the morning. 
We had a package of steers over 500 pounds. They topped out at $4. And had a package of nine steers over 800 pounds. They topped out at $293. Nice job there. Next week's sale, expecting 1,000 to 1,200 head. We have 700 head coming from one producer. This Friday, June the 9th, sheep lamb goat sale receiving today from 12 to 8 and Friday right up until sale time. Expecting over 1,000 head for this sale. And last Friday, what a sale, cow-calf pair sale we had. Top 10 traded for 4650 We had 27 pairs sold over $4,000. The bottom pair sold for 1150 Our average was 3490 A job well done to that producer. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Now the latest pork prices, which are currently at $202.49 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your farm fresh water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. The latest public offering of oil and gas parcels in Saskatchewan netted the province over $9.3 million. The Estevan area generated the most interest, bringing in just over $4 million for 52 leases, totaling over 5,200 hectares. The Kindersley area also saw considerable interest, bringing in $3.6 million for 10 leases, totaling over 6,500 hectares. After two of six public offerings this fiscal year, the province has received over $20.4 million in revenue, with the next sale on August 8th. The Saskatchewan government is providing $530,000 in funding to help shoreline railway companies upgrade track infrastructure. Great Western Railway is getting the most with $129,000, followed by Big Sky Rail at $87,000 and Great Sand Hills Railway at just over $43,000. Provincial grants cover up to 50% of eligible project costs. On the markets, the TSX is down 32 points at 19,951. The Dow is up 147 points to 33,812. Oil is down $1.34 at $71.19 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at $74.90 U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.